Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Off the Hook, airing on OffTheHookSports.com. Your home for real news, real opinions, and what really matters about Tennessee athletics. The Off the Hook podcast at OffTheHookSports.com or Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, or wherever you go for your favorite podcasts. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, iHeart. Like, share, follow, subscribe. Off the Hook with Dave Hooker starts now. Up and rolling and a huge show on tap that we're excited to bring you today. So go ahead and get on board. We'll visit with Jabari Davis and we'll also visit with uh, several uh, of the players that were at uh, the Big Orange Phillies big shindig yesterday. And we had a really, really good time. So hope you were able to enjoy it. And if you didn't uh, get down to big orange Phillies, cause it's a whole lot of fun, you will enjoy it. So uh, Amanda LaFrada will join us shortly, but here is our interview with Jabari Davis, by the way, Jabari Davis uh, at big orange Phillies. And it was a really, really fantastic time. Big orange Phillies is your home. That is right your home to be able to go hang out with your family, watch sports in a family fun environment. That's big orange Phillies. Here's Jabari Davis as he visited with us yesterday at big orange Phillies in the heart of Maynardville. It's very easy to find heart of halls. I should say close to Maynardville and close to North Knoxville. Here, here is Jabari Davis. It is Jabari Davis, man. This guy is back in the day. He's still donning the orange, and I covered him a long time ago. I, yes, you did. Yes, we're, we're both pushing about, uh, what, 28, 29 years old right now. Jabari, is that right? I feel 60. Yeah. I, but I just turned 39, so. All right. Well, happy know, birthday. Thank you, man. You know, times have changed, man. You look at back in the day, what you can do, how you can move, how you wake up in the morning how you lay down at night, some of those muscles don't work the same way. You just realize, man, you're officially old. Look in the mirror, 
see a few grays, kids wearing me out. So I'm a father of five. So you can imagine that puts 10 extra years on your life, man. <laughs> oh, stresses I, you a lot, you know, stresses yeah. you out a lot. But I'm making it, man. Yeah, I'm wait, it. wait till you get to start paying for college when they're 19 and 17. Wow. That's fun. I'll be there soon. Yeah. I got a son at 16. Right. So he'll be a senior next year. So I'll be going through my college experience with him. Oh, we're at Big Orange Phillies. I want to talk about what you're doing because it's really cool in terms of former players or current players, I should say, being able to get out in the community, make a little cash. I want you guys should be able to be a linebacker before we, we jumped on the air here about um, the middle wellness the mental health aspect of, of what you're doing and he's involved in counseling i just thought that was that was super cool can you tell me more about that yes well we have a program called started over the summer and the huddle is a mental health and mental wholeness and awareness organization that we're going to be bringing to a lot of schools having former players play, you know that played at ut that are currently in that type of field Speaking to kids, teach them how to cope with depression, anxiety, uh, suicide, bullying, and things of that nature. And the reason we call it the huddle is because, you know, anytime your brothers or your sisters are needing any help, you want to huddle up with a great support system that can help guide them and so they can be successful and um, be able to treat them and speak to them and breathe life to them. Just let them know it's okay. And if you're not feeling okay, hey, we didn't feel okay either, but we got some help. And huddle, the huddle stands for having undeniable dedication, discipline, leadership every day. So with us having football backgrounds, we wanted to do something that was powerful and a strong moment in sports is when you huddle up with your team because everybody's looking each other in the eye and saying, hey, we can put some points on the board. We can win the game. We have to get our mind focused. We got to get locked in on assignment. We got to be tough. We got to be strong. And that's the same way when it comes to mental health. And that's the same way you have to attack it. Yeah, Jabari Davis joining, joining us now, former Tennessee running back. And I want to get to Amanda. It is kind of interesting how you get to know these guys years later. And John Poe is another person that we'll hear from before the end of the program. Amanda LaFrada with us. And John Poe, here's a guy that um, was kind of a reserve linebacker, Amanda, that, you know, kind of flew under the radar a little bit, wasn't a superstar by any stretch of the imagination, but stayed out of trouble. I mean, everything was good, but here he is giving back to mental health years later, and I wouldn't have tabbed him to think he would do that, but good for him. It's 2022. It's being looked at much, much differently than it was when he was in the mid-2000s, and he and I were we're working, working alongside each other. I think we got a little issue with your, uh, I think we need to bring you up. So we're going to get your mic up. There you go. Okay. I said, <clears throat> thank God for that. Cause mental health has not exactly been the best, um, or the most focused on thing. And it's a lot, it's a thing that a lot of people struggle with. I mean, I think everyone that I know at some point in their lives has struggled with their, you know, and I don't think it's really mental health. It's kind of emotional health is I think a better term, more accurate. Probably. And, and I think it's been exacerbated too, but I mean, COVID, I mean, no lightning strike of intelligence there, but I mean, let's face it. We're all stuck at home for a long time and 
I've seen people firsthand that it had negative consequences on. So it's not like it's just the flavor of the month thing that, you know, the media tends to jump on. I mean, this is something that I believe I don't want to get on a political soapbox here because Amanda would destroy me on that. But I believe maybe this is politics. Maybe it's not. This is an opportunity for us to be even better as a country for us to address those mental health issues that maybe three years ago, ah, just pick it up. I mean, pull yourself up by the bootstraps. I think COVID has shown us that. Yeah. There's a little people struggling out there and they are sick. Just like if you had a broken foot, same thing. So by the way, our guy Chris Landry has a broken foot. So he's gimping around right now. He's going to join us a little bit later in the program to break down the sec season, the Tennessee season and more. That interview with Jabari Small brought to you in part by uh, Viles Automotive Group. Their mission is to be the automotive automotive home of drivers in the Knoxville, Tennessee area. They provide a vast selection of used vehicles, exceptional car care, and car service with a smile. That's a local dealership that keeps a great stock of used car trucks and SUVs right there. So, Go ahead and um, prepare yourself because Chris Landry will join us here momentarily. Also, some more comments from the event of Big Orange Phillies yesterday. And then Amanda LaFrada will get to the down and dirty at 30 a little bit late, but we can get to that right now as far as what's happening in uh, the world of sports. So since we last spoke, the Big Ten television contract came out. I believe it came out right after we, we spoke about it. Um, I, what were your thoughts about $1.2 billion per year? It is, it is a lot of money. I do have something coming out on that, that I wrote later on off the hooksports.com, but it is a staggering amount of money D- to give people some perspective. The sec is making about $350 million annually right now. Now it's kind of like NFL quarterbacks. One's going to get a dollar more and a dollar more probably. But nevertheless, three hundred fifty million to one point two is a big, big jump. I mean, it is, and I don't think ESPN had that kind of money to go after the Big Ten and the SEC at the same time. Right. So I think that they pocketed their resources, waited for this to play out with the Big Ten, and didn't give as much of a battle with it as maybe they would have done twenty years ago or however long when they were just top of the ranks. But I think that it was smart of them, ESPN. It was smart of them to wait for the SEC because... For the Big Ten? No, ESPN. Oh, it was smart of ESPN for to wait for the Big Ten? To wait for the... No, to go for the SEC and, like, wait oh, on I that. I agree, yeah. Yes, it was smart of them because I think it will eventually pay off dividends. It'll save ESPN's entire network. Like I, I think it. If you take, if you throw all of your resources at the SEC, that's going to save your network versus trying to counterbalance both of them. So yeah, the days are gone where they're going to carry the best Big Ten game, the best SEC game, and the best Pac-12 game. I mean that's. Those are long gone, uh, 10, 15 years ago. So I don't see that going back. I find it interesting the way you propose that, and that is wait and see what the Big Ten does. 
Yeah, I was told that this t- television contract was going to come as early, early as Memorial Day, way back in the beginning of the summer. But the reason it didn't is because they wanted to lock in the they wanted to to lock in that LA market with UCLA and USC. Uh, I still, though, man, I go back to the philosophical difference. Is yes, you get the number two TV in the market, and I know analytically you can say X million of people watched UCLA and USC. I just don't. I go back to this. I don't know that the passion is there when USC and UCLA, UCLA aren't good, um, which has happened. Does that fade away? Do they? Do potential NIL people want to be associated with UCLA and USC? I don't know. I mean, the money's there. It's definitely there. And if you want to bring the biggest celebrity in, then that's a a good place to be. It's just the UCLA and USC markets are are head-to-head with the Lakers and, you know, the Rams and the Chargers and the 49ers and I mean it, it's it's a professional atmosphere in California it's, it just is especially Los Angeles it's just a professional atmosphere and college goes to the wayside it doesn't matter if it's USC UCLA I mean Cal it doesn't matter it, no one cares unless you're really really good so uh, please like and subscribe Amanda and I were going through some of the analytics recently and only about 80% of the people out there actually have subscribed to the channel. So we want you to do that. And we bring you all kinds of good stuff like with Chris Landry, with uh, In the Huddle, with uh, Dave and Amanda, where we get to further break down some topics. It's a whole lot of fun. So please hit that subscribe and like button. It helps us show up on your YouTube feed a little bit easier. And we will be here every morning at 8 30 and uh, Amanda LaFrada, a great place to go this afternoon would be Zool Beer Company. Zool Beer Company is worldwide award winning beer, and I love the big panoramic view. It is a gorgeous, awesome, chill place to hang out. That's Zool Beer Company, the official craft beer of Off the Oak Sports. Yeah, it's, it's a wonderful beer. I was actually just there yesterday and um, had. Tiny Umbrellas, which is one of my like favorite sours ever, ever. But it's really good. We have a lot of different, a lot of different sours, a lot of different IPAs. And like Dave said, award winning for uh, IPA best one in the world. So. It is that good. And they've got ice cream on. Is that on occasion or all the time ice cream? No, it's all the time. And it's boozy ice cream. It's not. A lot of people come up and be like, oh, you have ice cream. I'm going to get one for my five-year-old. And we're like, no, 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 you can't. Well, it depends if your child has tooth pain or not. I've been in situations. No, that's. It's time for today's Tough Questions brought to you by The Mattress Place. The Mattress Place is where you need to be if you need a mattress. It is 30 to 70% off every day. No gimmicks. That's right. And it's. Uh, A-plus accredited member of the Better Business Bureau, over 225 five-star reviews. They will love it. It's time for today's tough question. Where where will Amanda take us? I'm scared. She has that vixeny mean look this morning. So today's tough question. We do our research. Have you done your research? We're working like heck. Today's tough question. 
What's the real debate? You sipping my soup, Guadalupe? Exclusively on Off the Hook Sports with Dave Hooker and Amanda LaFrada. You drinking my sake, Kimosabi? Oh my God. Alrighty, Amanda LaFrada, where are we, are we for today's tough question today? So, Big Ten contract was, you said, $1.2 billion, correct? That's what's been estimated, yes, we believe it. Okay. Okay. So, with that being said, how much do you think the ESPN and SEC contract will be? I think it'll be $1.2 billion a year. Do you think it'll be exactly the same? Well, $1.21 a dollar. I think they'll get the above. I'm going to do less, more, or the or same. Okay. Oh, by the way, uh, we get a lot of messages from those listening, and we like to pull some out on occasion. Michael says, good morning from the beautiful Paris Island down here to watch my son graduate from the Marines. Well, that's pretty awesome. And uh, thank you very much, sir, for his service. Uh, that is super, super cool. Um, wow. How long do you think I'd make it through Marine Boot Camp, Amanda? I've got the over-under at 36 and a half hours. I don't think I'd make it long. I think there's a glitch. A glitch with me making with, it Marines? No, with... Uh, our connection. I didn't hear you. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Do you think how long? Do you no, think- I heard you. Okay. I'm kidding. I just not oh. answering. Amanda's too quick for me. Thirty-six and a half hours. I did have a friend who went to the armed services, and the very first day he overslept. And the guy can he missed the entire run the first day, the first five mile run. And the guy came to him. He goes, Congratulations, private. He goes, I'm so sorry. What? What? I I missed the run. I overslept. He goes, You just got two more weeks of basic. So they added two weeks onto the back end of his basic. And it it was two friends. And the one friend told me that he's never seen any of us in our little circle of friends cry as hard as that man cried right then. <laughs> no, yeah, I imagine six weeks just went to eight weeks. Uh, you'll be flying around in no time with uh, Pedigo Chattanooga, locally owned store where you'll be treated like family. As the region's foremost electric bike experts, they put the hearts into helping you find the perfect electric bike and get the most uh, out of that for many years to come. Amanda LaFrada, so today's tough question. Where do you stand on that? I'm more curious where you stand on that. I think they'll end up paying more than that because I think they realize, they'll have to realize that the SEC is a bigger, that's a bigger product, honestly. Yeah, and let me, uh, can we kind of reset where you stand on the whole television networks deal? Because we got to a point where you and I agree at this point that the SEC is a better product, but we kind of disagreed on the better carrier a little bit. At least I think we right. did. So just, I I would go with ESPN. It's something I'm going to write about this afternoon. I would go with ESPN just based off your promotion. My argument's pretty simple. may not be right, but it's pretty simple. 
you you like the tra- trajectory of Fox and and what they're doing, right? Yeah, I like the trajectory of um, Fox. I think that they saw a need to challenge the you know I feel like ESPN kind of had a monopoly on things, and they saw the need to challenge that when ESPN got really political, and and they did, and I think they're putting out a better product and keeping at least a lot of the politics out of it. So that, I just, I feel the less political that we get, because of of course not everyone's going to side with everyone else, but the less political you make sports, the better off you are. It was almost like we had to make them political twice in my lifetime. One was not, you you had to, because they interfered. One was not 11, one was COVID, because they interfered with the game. But other than that, I, I'm, I'm with you. I don't need politics in my games. I don't need to know if Vern Lundquist uh, voted on Republican or Democrat. I don't care. Does that sound awful? You're a political junkie. Does that sound like I'm apathetic? I don't mean to be apathetic. I just mean to be this is supposed to be the escape. Is no, that's, that's not. And that's, you know, a lot of people have been saying that for years is that stop bringing political issues into sports sports are sports leave sports alone sports are the the thing we use to get away from these kind of issues bringing it not everything has to be political not everything has to be saturated with some kind of of back and forth where everybody hates everybody else sports has that already there's rivalries in sports. There's a reason why, you know, sports are as fun as they are. You don't need to add a whole layer. We're already divided by teams. Like we already are. Tennessee fans hate Alabama fans. Alabama fans hate Auburn fans. I mean, everybody, but it comes to, it comes to a line. Like there's a line where after sports, you realize it's, it's just sports. Stop bringing things like politics into that because then that leaves the whole fantasy land of sports that brings it, that meshes it all together. And we don't need that. Sports is is the escape. Couldn't have said it better myself. Uh, Tennessee with a very light day at practice today. They'll be back on the practice field tomorrow. And then uh, Tennessee will kind of start up game week as a Friday. So Friday will be their Sunday because the game is on Thursday. So what we would think based off previous ways that Tennessee has dealt with the media, we would think interviews would start right along Sunday or so, or maybe even Saturday, which would be the Monday and Tuesday of a game week. So it's, it's, it's a little confusing, but Tennessee was a Thursday night game and they've already been on this schedule and we will hear from uh, such falls as uh, how about Jacob Warren uh, scheduled to visit with him this afternoon and Cooper May. So that'll be on off the hook sports.com. But this is the time. And I, and I saw that uh, somebody had said Jacob Warren a little banged up. So they're being careful with him in practice. And, and just like totally on a personal level, I just said, Hey, you all right. I'm not sitting a journalist texting. I'm just calling as a buddy. And, said he's fine so uh a lot of the times this time of year if you've got one little bitty minor tweak it's good to hold you out of what you're doing for 
the remainder of the time until you can get to fall camp. So that's 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 pretty common, not unusual. Um, do you think at any point, Amanda, Fox, CBS, and all of that, and having that fantastic distribution model which they have, can ever rival the SEC, or at is at its core? Is that the better product and that's the difference? Is it as simple as that? It's as simple as that. The SEC is the better product and that's going to be the difference. And, you know, now we'll see if, I don't know, can Fox and CBS go after the SEC as well? I mean, do they have the capital to do that? Or is it one or the other? Because if Fox and CBS can go after the SEC as well, then that's going to be... Well, then, yeah, then we're talking about something completely different. I mean, that that could happen, I guess. If I'm the SC, if I'm ESPN, the last thing I'm letting go of is the SEC, right? Well, obviously, you have nothing else. Like, what are you going to cover, the NBA? Yeah, they have, and they don't even, well, they have ABC with that, and then they would have, they're doing NASCAR again, right? And then they're partially. Fox has NASCAR. Fox has NASCAR? Okay. Mm-hmm. So uh, they're not doing the. I mean, what are they primarily covering other than the NFL and SEC football? This is why I think ESPN is in trouble. Bear wrestling like back in the 80s? Uh, I I don't know, but this is why I feel like ESPN is in trouble. People have been saying that for a while. I think Clay Travis was one of the first to say that. Why do you think they're in trouble? Um, If you look at, I mean... Look at, with you. I'm just curious. no, you're fine. Um, look at everything. Well, a their product has gone down substantially. There's been a lot of layoffs at ESPN. They're they've cut their staff like pretty pretty decent amount of staff. And I understand that it's COVID, and I get all of that. But like they cut a bunch of writers. I mean, they're constantly making cuts. And if you look at their networks and how well they're doing as far as viewership it's down they're down no i agree i agree with that i've seen the numbers i do think there is also um a splintering of the offense or of the audience um i don't i'm not one to throw dirt on espn yet because of viewing habits i think that i sit down if i want to know what's going on in sports i don't consider ABC, NBC, or CBS, like maybe I would 20 years ago with the news. Those were the three options. I either liked Peter Jennings that particular day or I didn't, and I went to Connie Chung or whatever the case may be. But now, do do we not just sit down and we turn on ESPN because we're so ingrained and that's what we do? I mean, do you even go anywhere? I'm asking you. You're, You're younger, more hip than me. Do you go anywhere else for sports coverage? Honestly, I just go to Twitter. Or YouTube. Well, I do. That's where I go and get sports news. I don't. I don't even turn on ESPN anymore. Like I, I never do. I, I used to. That used to be the background of everything I did. Was I just had ESPN on and Sports Center would play and play and play and play and play. But honestly, I with people getting rid of cable, and I mean that's a lot of of people going to just like streaming services and stuff like that. I think a lot of the people's news are here, like right here. If you want, if you're a Tennessee fan 
and you want the latest news on Tennessee, you're going to go to a show that is solely based Tennessee. So you come here to get your news, but also we cover other things. So you would come to a place like this, like a podcast or whatever, and you can get whatever you want to know. You can go solely to that part and then you have to watch everything else. And by the way, I should have mentioned earlier, Brew McCoy. I know there was a podcast website that did the Brew McCoy update. It worked and tried to frame it as he was cleared. I know a lot of people got confused over the weekend. He has not been cleared. Now, the question is, uh, Southern California, have they released him and done all the proper paperwork? So through uh, Outkick.com. And suddenly his name escapes me. I apologize. But Outkick.com did reach out to Southern California. They got the paperwork and the statement that said they had done everything and they wish Brew nothing but the best. And that all sounds good, but that doesn't mean they didn't drag their feet a month ago when things were getting there. I mean, maybe it's all good now because it kind of has to be because the light's been shined on you. But I don't know that it was all copacetic beforehand. So we'll, we'll I think see. we'll find out soon enough. Yeah, like if it, if it pops in the next couple of days, it's pretty obvious that Southern Cal. Y'all are doing it. Yep. Y'all are the problem. Football in the South is kind of important. And, and it's, you know, what's sad about that is that it's not even sad. Maybe he deserves it. But Lincoln Riley's whole, like, his whole reputation is just going to tank even worse. I mean, it tanked when he left Oklahoma. It's going to tank worse if if it's in fact been USC sitting on their hands, not, not giving the paperwork. You know, what's so funny too is Lincoln Riley is, is he happy that there've been the big 10? I mean, it's, I, I, did he have any idea when he got hired to do that? No, I, I don't. I mean, I think he had to have an idea. I mean, he knew Oklahoma was going to, you know, somebody at USC had to be like, guess what? We're going to be in the Big Ten. Like, it's going to happen. Because that stuff, those talks have been in the works for a while. Like, you know they've been in the works for a while from the higher-ups. So, somebody had to be like, you know what? We're, we're going to be in the Big Ten. Come coach with us. Would you rather coach in the Big Ten or would you rather coach in the SEC? Wow. Okay. I want to address that. That's very good. I want to address that after this. For over 50 years, City Heating and Air Conditioning has provided uh, East Tennesseans with honest, dependable heating and cooling service. That is City Heating and Air Conditioning, cityheatandair.com. Chris Landry to join us next. And please hit that subscribe and like button. So we would certainly appreciate that. And um, Joe saying, do you all think Apple or Amazon could go after SEC football too? Yep, it will happen. Yeah, I mean, I think that all bets are off right now. I don't think we even – there might be a company right now being formed in a garage somewhere that might make a bid in 10 years. In the garage. I mean, no. I'm, I'm only half kidding. I mean, there might be a company being – put together in a garage right now that I mean, is be a bid in 10 years of the SEC. They're going to have to take down Amazon Prime. I mean, they are. Amazon is, honestly, Apple rules the world when it comes to, like, computers and, tech, you know, technology as far as that goes, like, at home. But Amazon rules the world. I mean, they, it, they just do. And 
I mean, I, I could see, I could see Amazon going after SEC football. If <sighs> that would be big. If they made a bidding war for SEC football and, and took it from the, from ESPN, that would, that would crumble ESPN. ESPN would be done. Well, they've done it with the NFL. So I oh, don't, no. yeah, I don't think it's outside the realm. I don't think you're talking about science fiction at all. Chris Landry of Landry football to join us next back in two minutes. Tell us about big orange Phillies, Mr. Viles. Be sure and hit that subscribe button now. Gary Viles here. I want to personally invite you to North Knoxville's newest sports bar and restaurant. It's Big Orange Phillies, located in Black Oak Center. And yes, folks, it's happening in halls. Big Orange Phillies offers family-friendly environment with homemade meals and the best deli-style subs around. Billiards, darts, jukebox, shuffleboard, and cornhole, and a full bar. We also offer valet parking on weekends and during special events. We even have a covered back patio. It's happening at Big Orange Phillies. We want, we need, and we appreciate your business. Hi, Mike Davis here with City Heating and Air, reminding you to always dare to compare. Our team provides quality local heating and air service, installation, and maintenance across East Tennessee. We use only the best equipment like American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning for your residential, new construction, or commercial needs. Honesty, dependability, and customer satisfaction have been the cornerstones of our business since 1961. City Heat and Air. Dare to compare. This is Al's Desk Barbecue Supply, so come on in and see all the different rubs and sauces we have, plus a complete line of Green Mountain Grills. Don't be overwhelmed. We have plenty of help so you can produce the best barbecue and amaze your family and friends. Barbecue is America's food. We'll do what we can to bring you all the best products. We're Al's Desk Barbecue, but Chattanooga goes to grill. Do you want to own the more that owns every job? Then get to Vassie Lawn and Garden in Cleveland and get you a Toro. I'm David Vassie, here to talk to you about Toro. With a Toro Zero Turn, you'll get more out of every minute and you'll reach the finish line faster. At Vassie's, we like to say, no matter if you're mowing three acres a week or 11 lawns a day, homeowners and business owners alike find confidence in equipment they can trust from top to bottom. Vassie Lawn and Garden, Highway 60 North in Cleveland. Man alive, it's worth the drive. So Chris Landry will join us here momentarily. If you can kind of look back, Amanda, at how the NFL, how Amazon got the NFL, because if I would have told you that uh, years ago, you would have thought that was pretty crazy. It's it's pretty insane. By the way, we're going to mention Lynn J. Dixon is no longer uh, a ball. So that's a stunner. Who, who would have ever seen that one coming? Was he really hurt is my question. I, I hope the young man wasn't hurt, but uh, I just know that. Did he, he had, have an injury report? Well, he had this decent career at Clemson. And Dabo Sweeney said he needed to grow up. And so then he goes to West Virginia and he lasts one semester, which that's longer than I would have lasted in Morgantown. But he just, it's, it just seemed like, the lack of conviction would undermine him at some point. Is that a safe, fair way to put that, Amanda? This is for a whole day, but like a whole nother day. But it's, you know, at, at, when it comes down to it, we've had a lot of these people and these players that have, you know, gone gone elsewhere. And 
and drop out, basically fail, you know, do stuff that is stupid and they keep doing stupid stuff and everyone's going, why are they doing stupid stuff? They're ruining their entire lives. Well, it's because since they were 11 years old, everyone told them that they were a gifts from God and that they could do no wrong. So how do we not expect these kids to grow up and get to 19 and 20 and making stupid decisions? Everybody is, how did they get there? Because they have a Twitter account announcing that they're going to be announcing their top four teams and everyone and their moms on there going, love, love, come to here, come to here. You're the best thing I've ever seen in football, blah, 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 blah. Like that's, that's the point. Like that's, here we are. This is, we have, we have like done this to ourselves. If Amanda, when and if Amanda has children, it's either going to be, you're the most overrated quarterback in the league, or she's going to go the other direction. And all the things she just said, because I've seen it happen with moms, is going to fall by the wayside. And you're going to be like, you're the best quarterback that Joe Montana's got nothing on you. That's my what- kid will not play football. The end. Well, yeah. that may not be a not happening. Uh, Chris Landry joins us now of LandryFootball.com. And Chris, we appreciate the time. He's brought to you in part by Craft Treats. Craft Treats is a full-spectrum CBD treat that contains minor cannabinoids that increase the benefits of CBD for situational anxiety. It is awesome. Things like storm anxiety and car ride anxiety. Chris, how are you, sir? I think it's game week of college football, right? Doesn't Hawaii have some tryst out west or something? It is. Um, it's actually with Vanderbilt, so that'll be interesting. I am particularly intrigued by Nebraska and Northwestern. It's in Ireland, but uh, it's going to be interesting to see um, if Scott Frost can get off to a good start. Or not. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's as they call it, uh, week zero week. Yes, and we I, I said this going back to when high school had week zero. They need to do something about that name. It doesn't exactly <laughs> endear itself to, to yeah. great viewership. Have you ever heard about college football wanting to spread its footprint? I mean, we heard about this more with the NBA. We've heard about it with the NFL and the fact that they would love a team in London, I think. But it seems like college football pretty much knows its niche. But you do have the game in Ireland. Is there much growth you can do worldwide in terms of college football or is it is what it is? I don't, I don't know. I I don't think that it is. I think um, I'm not quite sure. Like, like in the NFL, there's gradual growth and popularity in other countries on football, but they can relate to certain names in, in, teams it's it's so different you know football american football is so uniquely american but college football uh, i don't know and i i haven't heard about studies of how many people living in ireland or england or whatever in asia that that are alumni of nebraska or whatever i don't know that it'll ever pick i mean you don't even get people in canada that really understand college football i mean they just they they tend to know like maybe michigan or someplace that's close to them but they it's just not a it's not a thing so i don't see that it growing internationally no but i'm not an expert on the on that that's for sure 
So I have a question about something that happened in the Bengals game. I don't know if you've seen this. I'm sure you have. That hit on that poor little Giants running back. What? I Basically, what do you think about that? How, how do you go about policing stuff like that? It looked intentional. And I'm not going to lie. And Tennessee fans are not going to like this. But the hit that... What was his name? Went to USC. Really good running back. Got knocked in the knee um, by a guy named Eric Gordon for Tennessee. I think. Um, do I, Southern Cal? No. What did, oh. No, I said South Carolina. I think she said oh, you had, oh, you're talking about. Um, gosh, yes. I'm a, a kid, oh. great kid, and he, he's coming back to coach and work with the program. Yeah, what the. Yeah, I played for Steve. Uh, yeah, I know. I, I see him. I actually talked to him. I'm embarrassed. My senior moment. Um, get the name off. Great, great play. Yeah, no. Yeah. Well, here, here's my view on. Um, look, pe- people. Marcus Lattimore. Marcus Lattimore. Marcus. I'm sorry, Marcus. Gosh, I might. I hope he doesn't. Hope he doesn't listen to this. I mean, I hope he listens to the show. But it's like, gosh, he forgot my name, Marcus. Yeah, Marcus Lattimore. Great player. Look, here's the thing about it. People will say, well, football is a is a violent game. You can't play. Well, here's what is we've been trying to do for years. And, and I think it's a result of you go back in the old days. Football has evolved. It was more violent back then. And they celebrated the violence. You know, the NFL did. And, whoo, look at that hit. Boom. But, you know, we had rules changed. Because it was so violent. Mel Blunt, who I remember, Amanda, you probably heard the name. You're too young to remember Mel Blunt, but they, they called it a Mel Blunt rule. Mel Blunt was a corner for the Steelers. He played at Southern University back in the day. And back then, you could jam a receiver off the line of scrimmage. He would jam the guy out of bounds. And, you know, they, they changed the rule because, you know, they wanted to make more offense and make it more of a fun game for most people to watch. So where we are in in this is the only way to get bad tackling and headhunting tackling out of it is to identify it. It's tough at times to see what intent, although there's some things you're alluding to it that looks clearly intent. Others look like, well, what are they supposed to do? Well, what you're supposed to do is not lead with the head. Uh, the reason why they're doing it is for one reason, one reason only. They're getting le- they're getting litigated against at all levels. I mean, the NFL is. I mean, if you don't get, they're losing it at all times. So they're trying to change it. So the only way is to to sit them down, and you know, a lot of people don't like it. people don't like it when it's their player on their team that gets penalized and thrown out and. But they they're okay with it when it affects their team. But that's the only way to do it. You've got to you got to be stringent. The, the only way to get rid of something in any level of football, I'll keep it there, is to make it punitive. Recruiting violations, on field violations. You know there are a lot of things that are that are done. I mean, um, but but ones that lead to problems in courts that you lose lawsuits. 
they pay attention to that. They don't, they don't, they, they like making money and holding on to as much of it as possible. Who doesn't? Yeah. Do you think that we could change the, no, here's just my brainstorm that just came up into my head. So what if the targeting and all of that thing, you know, that we were trying to get away from, could we make the rule that if the other player gets hurt, then you're out? Like if, the, if it's a head-to-head, you know, helmet-to-helmet, if the other player gets knocked out of the game, then you're out of the game too if you cause the injury. I think, you know, that actually has been discussed, but it becomes a difficult situation of how do you define hurt? They've kind of said, well, well, what do you deal with if a guy, if the elite safety comes up and hits a good receiver but not the best receiver on your team and you you get – hurt you walk off the field hurt and that means the other guy you know it could be strategically used like kind of faking Uh, injuries and we ought to so there's always a proactive look at it and that they come to the conclusion at least in, in in the nfl is look if you lower your head for your safety and the safety of the opponent you know that's that's target and um that's or they don't call it targeting the nfl but so I think they've said, look, let's go ahead and if you commit the act, whether the guy is injured or not, then, you know, and, and the, the, the possibility of making it more punitive is something that's on the move. But, but here's the thing about it is it's very disingenuous in some degree. I don't know if you guys remember, but I don't know if you remember the, a couple of years ago, the Panthers and Cam Newton they went to the Super Bowl. Right. Cam Newton was, he was have Tweety Birds, right? He was concussed. And, it, you know, they weren't going to pull him out of the NFC Championship game. And so you're dealing with a little bit of that. So they kind of, it's, it's tough. It's a violent game. We teach and preach violence. Now that we have a whole generation of players uh, who are old and dying with CTE, and we've identified which CTE is, it's that's the game changer. That's what's changing it. Look, guys that were getting hammered with leather helmets, we didn't. When they died, they died, and we said, "Oh, boy, there was nothing." Well, he had CTE, he had a problem, he had to. Now, these guys are, we've got a whole generation of that. The movie concussion, if you've seen it, all that. So, and, and to me, it's the guys that are in, played in the 70s, which I watch fervently, and a lot of them have died. A lot of them, a lot of them have had CTE and other stuff. And they're now suing the league. And it's going down into colleges and all those things where they're worried about that. So they're making rules to protect the players, the health, but, but the underlying story behind that is we're protecting the player's health. That's true. But the unfinished is we'll protect the player's health because if we don't, we're going to get sued and we don't want that. And that's the, the sad and ugly truth. No, I, I, I think that's, that's all accurate. And, and that, that movie, when it came out, I think did kind of grab people's attention 
a little bit. I'm curious who's grabbed your your attention as we are now in, in, in game week. What teams out there in the SEC, now that we've seen a couple of the polls come out, maybe don't get the same pub that you thought that they would have? In particular, I know we cover Tennessee, but you know, Tennessee was not in the two top 25 polls. I thought that was a little bit surprising. Are there teams out there you think that are maybe a little bit better than they're being viewed right now? Yeah, in general, if I could, and we talked a little bit about this last week, but just maybe to kind of phrase it a little differently. And here's what I would say about rankings, particularly preseason. I don't – rankings are I, – I, I grade, and I do this at LandryFootball.com, I grade the teams. And then you got to grade them before you rank them. And I use the same when I evaluate coaches in my coaching search work, when I evaluate – you know, in the draft, the works I do for team in the draft, you have to you have to grade them. And so here's my point with this. So, you know, I talked about you've got, you know, two teams and then a little bit of a drop-off and the third team in Georgia, then a big drop-off to the fourth team. And then so what you have happening is you can take team 12 and 38 and flip around. So, yeah, you could take Tennessee and 10 other teams – move them into the top 25 and take, you know, 10 or 11 out and move them out, and they're all the same team. There's no difference. So, in other words, this this belief that a team that's ranked 15th and a team that's ranked 28, oh, man, a lot better. No, there's not. There's no difference. Why do we even do it? Because it's talking point, because – we're talking about why is Tennessee not in? Should they be in? Should this? It's a talking point. It has no validity whatsoever in terms of real grading. So, yeah, I mean, to, to answer your question, I think Arkansas is good. I think Kentucky's good. They tend to be a little underrated overall. But, you know, um, I think, you know, um, and again, if you were looking at Tennessee, do I think they're maybe a smidge better than teams in the top 25? I do, but not enough to argue about because what are we arguing? It doesn't matter. You take care of business on the field. And, you know, it's like the whole people, Whoa, we don't get any respect. You, you don't give respect. You earn it. Go and do it. Tennessee's fine. Tennessee, you could rank Tennessee 15th or 50th. Doesn't matter they're going to earn their way into whatever position that it is. Now, there is some belief, and there may be something to this. So I'm going to counter my argument with this. There is some belief that, well, you got to have a starting point. And the playoff committee is going to kind of look at teams that, you know, all right, so if if you, you start to win – they may look at kind of, well, they were ranked here and they're moving up. Well, that that's that's not doing their job if they're doing it because everybody should have a blank state, blank if, slate. They should have a blank slate every Sunday to some extent. Yeah, yeah, you know, but but if you, lo- if you lost the past three weeks, you can't discount the fact that you lost three weeks and if you start to play well and you're three and three overall. But you're right. You should, ha- you should look at it. I, I think I, I guess my point is it should be volatile, okay? Like it, on your own personal list, and then the numbers will weigh it out because there are several voters. So, like on my list, I would sit down and I, uh, I don't want to do this, 
But I would sit down on a Sunday morning and say, who do I think the best college football team is right now? And then I would go second and third and fourth. And that could be way different than a week before, Chris. That's the way I think it should be done. But I think you're right in that people graduate them up and don't really look at all the games. That's why, to, to Amanda's point, I do think it matters to some extent because not Tennessee per se, but a Cincinnati last year that had to climb its way up. I, but, but they did. Give they credit did. to the committee that they, they did. did it, and that's a proof that you start wherever you earn it, you can be there. But you worry a little bit about, and the, this is where the committee's different, but this is why, to Amanda's question and, and point is, look, the rankings don't matter, but it is what people have been ingrained to think about until the playoff committee has a ranking. And look, the, the, the one thing about the playoff committee, which I don't agree with a lot of what they do, wait until the middle of October where there's some games. Because when people say, well, who's your top ten? Don't have one because they haven't played yet. What am I, I can tell you who I think is the most talented, but that doesn't mean that they're the best team. You know, I mean, because I think Alabama might be the best team and might likely win it all. If they don't play like it, then I'll put them wherever they belong in my eyes. But I can't grade off of, you know, of how they're going to be this season until they play this season. But that is all. Look, this is all of what we're doing here. It's all, of you know, the, the, the question. It's what everybody talks about. Who's going to win it? Who's the under? You get that up at a bunch, and I, look, I play along with it too. But the reality is, you know, I get this a lot. You know, who's your surprise team? If I knew it wouldn't be a surprise, I just tell you, this is just a really good, you know what I mean? So, yeah, Utah's good, you know, but they're ranked, you know, and so yeah, that, that I think that's what's fun is who's going to end up being a little bit better than I thought. I thought Cincinnati was going to be good last year, I didn't think they were going to be good enough to make the playoffs, you know. But, you know, there was a little bit of a spot, and I thought Michigan would be better. I didn't think they were going to make the playoffs. So you're going to have some prizes. I think that's kind of fun. That's the, the beauty of the – because there are not a whole lot of surprises in college football. Maybe on a given week, but it is chalky as anything. I mean, it, we, we know who's going to be in the playoffs with, with pretty much certainty, and there's just there's, – there's not much, you know – surprises when it comes to college football in the modern era and historically. Yeah. So my thing about the preseason rankings is they, they come out with this list and then they base their opinions on teams on that list saying, okay, well you played at the time this team Uh was in the top 10 and that goes, that factors in, even though if that team is in the top 10 and they end up having a six and six, you know, season, but they were in the top 10 in the, in week one and a team played them and that goes, you know, Oh, they played this team and they were, they played five teams in the top 10. Even if those teams don't end up being good, they still give that respect to those teams and say, well, look at how, Great, they did. They played five teams in the, when they were ranked in the top ten, even if three of them end up six and six. Yeah. I don't see how that – like No, that you're, gives you're right. I don't get it. Yeah, and you got to look at how a team continues to evolve during the course of the season. I'm telling you, you're not the same team every week. 
you know, people think they're the same because, well, if you kick somebody's rear end by 20 points for five weeks in a row, well, they're considered, well, no, because you're beating different teams, different styles, and you play differently, and I think you have to factor all that in. And so somebody that's right, Florida State comes to mind. Remember when Alabama played yes. Florida State? Had the injury, Alabama beat them. Florida State was top five? Three. They were third. Three. They were Top third. five. They were like, I mean, they, 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 didn't even, they didn't even have a winning record that year. They weren't even top 50 by the end of the year. So what does that really mean? Well, you know, you can make the case. Well, they were good at three. You don't know whether they were good or not. You know, they, they, they beat them. That's all you can do. You have to look at it. College football is unique. Schedules are so important. We don't have 32 teams like the NFL. We got a lot of teams. So you have to study everybody. So it's not just, well, who the teams are. And this is my pet peeve. Well, I'm just looking at the top ten. Well, how the hell do you know, pardon my French, if you don't study the other teams that they're playing. So, you know, here's the other thing that just irks me about the preseason polls. They will rank team X because they got a weak schedule. And I think they're going to easily win 10. So we're going to put them there. That doesn't mean that, like, to David's point, it's not saying who's better. It's just schedule. I think those are all things that why – Folks, take a chill pill. Get some craft treats. Take a chill pill on preseason rankings. Um, it will play out. You will earn your way in if you're not in, and you're going to go quickly out if you're not. But I do think there's some bogus stuff. But, you know, it's just people guessing. And I just I, – I just – I grade them as the season goes along. And then when you grade them, then you rank them. And I think you put them in clusters, like you're doing a draft board. Then I think that starts to get a feel for it. Because then you can say, well, wait a minute. These 10 teams are pretty much even in terms of grade. Well, so when we're ranking a team that's that, uh, three, three teams, and each of those three teams have played one of the three in that column, that gives you a pretty good indication of who they play that's maybe a little bit easier. But when you look at it and say, well, they beat number five. This team only beat number 15. Well, that's a big difference. No, it's not because 5 and 15 have a similar grade. That's the way I look at it. And I just use the draft board method because that's how we determine, well, this guy's a lot better. We're going to move up and get him. Or these clusters are pretty much even. We're going to move down and get more of them. So that's how I do it. You know, it's just I just take it from a football standpoint. But the film tells me who's better over time, grading the film. Chris Landry of LandryFootball.com. You mentioned Craft Treats. They bring you his appearance along with Steve Ray's Midnight Oil and Owl's Nest Barbecue. Owl's Nest Barbecue has all the rubs, the sauces you could possibly need, and it's got the wood pellets as well for those automated smokers like the Green Mountain Grill, so they have that. So check them out. Again, Owl's Nest Barbecue. So if, if I were to ask you, the three, and we've touched base on this before, but Amanda, unless you have anything else, I was going to close out with this. The three coaches most likely not to be at their current position in year two. When we kicked this around, we talked about Saban's possible retirement, Lane Kiffin possibly bolting, but it seems like every time that Eli Drinkwitz opens his mouth, something stupid falls out. So <laughs> I've, got, I've got some curiosity there. 
just uh, your thoughts, and then I know Amanda has another. Go ahead. You mean when, next season, Dave? Yes, next season. Not year two, but just next season. Yes, next season. Okay. 2020. Sorry. 2020, 2023, I'm sorry. Yeah, I think, you know, we got to, obviously, for political reasons, and we'll see how the football season may end up being a little bit better than some people think. But, you know, I think, you know, the, the first guy that comes to mind is Brian Harson because of, you know, the political thing. And um, I, I think it's kind of early for Drinkwitz, but I, I think there is this belief because that is a tougher job than people think because over there they tend to think, well, look, we've, we've won two SEC East titles early, and, and they don't realize you don't do that at Missouri. It's a fluke that, you know, that the, the East was really weak, and Gary Pinkle did a good job. But Eli Drinkwitz is – he can't continue to lose a lot of games, and, and he's got to really show improvement in recruiting. Um, but I think a lot of guys are kind of young. Now, the other guy I would put in the mix is would Mark Stoops leave? He hasn't, but would he leave for the right job? So I think it's more of – look, I mean, I think there are guys that are going to be in trouble. Harson could be in trouble. I, I think there are guys that are doing well that may not do so well down the road. But I think right now, um, I don't know that I think I see guys potentially more bolting than getting knocked out. Now, with that said, last year at this time, if you're posing that question, there's no way I'm saying, you know what? I can see a scenario in which Dan Mullen's going to get let go at Florida. There's no way, you know, that it happened. So is there somebody there that has a, calamity of problems that leads to that it, it could but again it's kind of hard to forecast it now <laughs> yeah very true chris <clears throat> excuse me chris landry of landryfootball.com we will follow your work a great website to learn more about football be more learned than those around your water cooler that's chris landry of landryfootball.com thank you chris thanks talk to you guys thursday thanks. have a great one gary Viles, tell us about Viles automotive for it's Gary Viles here, Viles Automotive on Callahan Drive. I've been selling cars here in East Tennessee for 27 years. In that time, I've come to realize it's not about the car. It's about you, the customer. So I'm here to take care of you just like family. Good credit, bad credit, you name it, we can get you taken care of. If we don't have it, we can find it for you. We go across the country to get any vehicle that you want. And here at Viles Automotive, we don't believe in fake numbers. We just give you great deals. And as always, we want, we need, and we appreciate your business. Do you want to own the more that owns every job? Then get to Vasty Lawn and Garden in Cleveland and get you a Toro. I'm David Vasty, here to talk to you about Toro. With a Toro Zero Turn, you'll get more out of every minute and you'll reach the finish line faster. At Vasty's, we like to say, no matter if you're mowing three acres a week or 11 lawns a day, homeowners and business owners alike find confidence in equipment they can trust from top to bottom. Vasty Lawn and Garden, Highway 60 North in Cleveland. Man alive, it's worth the drive. This is Steve Rain. I own the Midnight Oil and Michelin Tire Direct service station here in Ottawa. It's not a fancy place, never has been, but it's a clean place with clean restrooms and good folks who work here. We sell gas and fix cars, nothing glamorous, but we love what we do and we're going to keep doing it for a long time to come. There's not many real service stations left and that's a shame. We're the guys just like the guys back in your hometown. We'll fix your tire, change your oil, and put a new set of Michelins on your car. 
If you want a Twinkie, you'll just have to keep on going. Thanks for the business. Hi, Mike Davis here with City Heating and Air, reminding you to always dare to compare. Our team provides quality local heating and air service, installation, and maintenance across East Tennessee. We use only the best equipment like American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning for your residential, new construction, or commercial needs. Honesty, dependability, and customer satisfaction have been the cornerstones of our business since 1961. City Heat and Air. Want to get to a couple of rules changes? Did I scare you, Amanda? No, my hair scared me. Your hair's what? I look like Amy Winehouse. You do a little bit with the bun on the top. Yes. You belt out a little tune real quick. No, not unless everybody else wants to go to rehab. No, no, no. All right. Um, coming up. Uh, we will have message board bingo, which is taking the world by storm. And it's just blowing people away this day in sports history as well as it's almost game week. Well, it is for some teams. It'll be Vanderbilt and Hawaii, which will be Saturday. And then you really have game week that kicks in for Tennessee, which will be on Friday because that would be the Sunday before a Thursday night game week. So it's pretty much here. Um, this, this is not a great surprise, I don't think. Lynn J. Dixon not with the team anymore, as I will get you caught up uh, if you're just tuning in. Rue McCoy, no real news on him. A light walk through today for the balls before back at practice tomorrow. But Rue McCoy is a guy who uh, is just awaiting that appeal. Southern Cal has since said via report by outkick.com that they've done everything they need to do, but we don't know when they did it. Amanda, did they drive probably on Saturday night? Yeah, probably the day they were called about they're the, like, Oh, the yeah, it's the Freedom of Information Act. They're probably like, Oh, yeah, we need to do that, and then we'll tell them we did it. Yeah, so, they're like, Oh, crap, let me sign that on Monday morning. Yeah, I know they got people pretty wild and excited, Amanda, but at the end of the day, I mean, that doesn't doesn't mean the damage wasn't done by delaying it if they did and i'm not saying they did but if they did would should tennessee fans even be upset i mean let's be honest yeah here. well yes and no but let me play the other side if you had a guy that came to your school and was all about being a part of your football team that left after a couple of weeks to check out texas and then came back and you welcomed me back and then left again that's not the type of the guy. That's not the type of guy you bend over backwards to help. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. It, this is not even about. This isn't even about the guy at this point. Like, I agree. I agree. It, it's not about. It's not about him as a player or you know what have you. The problem is the that USC. This is a. This is. Screw the player. This is a, as a university, as an athletic program, as a football program, what are you doing? Like, why are you doing this? This is something that you just don't, you don't do this. Like you, if, if a player leaves and you want him to leave and that's, you know, everybody's fine with him leaving, then you sign the thing that releases him. 
if it doesn't matter if he is your number one quarterback of all time that you recruited and yada, yada, yada. It doesn't matter if that's the player or if it's a scrub that is a walk-on or whatever. I, if he's leaving, let him leave. I agree with you. Philosophically, I think, though, that people can be vindictive. I think no, that's that, what I'm saying. Yeah, that's I think the that problem. Can, I think that can sit on the corner of your desk for what could turn into weeks when it should have been a couple hours. Well, yeah, and that's the issue. That's what, like, that, that is what I think people should be upset about, is it has nothing to do with the player. It's why, USC, are you being like this? for no reason whatsoever. Like, why why, why do this? You know, you're just pissing off everybody else. Well, let's don't forget this, too. Now, I know he wasn't his coach, but Lincoln Riley is not in the Stoops clan and that whole lineage of Oklahoma coaches are not big SEC fans. I've wondered in the back of my mind if that could be a factor for me. That's the thing is that it's just, it seems like, I mean, honestly, it really seems like they're doing it just to do it, just to be spiteful. And that's not something that you want. I mean, that's high school level. Are we mean girls? Like, what are we doing here? Like, be adults. Let the kid go wherever he's going to go. Don't don't be the policing of, you know, people transferring. It's not your job. You let him go. If this is all true, and if they're the problem, then you're just you're just asking for it. Like you're just being vindictive, children. You're just asking for it for some SEC team to come up there and stomp you into the ground. Yeah, I agree. And something you don't want to stomp into the ground or honeybees, and you certainly don't want to stomp into the ground. Great, isn't your best coffee beans. You're a great human being. Tell us about Honey Bee that provides the absolute best coffee in the biz, and you can order it online or you can pick it up in their Knoxville locations. I mean, like you said, without the puns, it's really good. Really good coffee, really good beans. Um, they weren't funny. They were very awful. But, I mean, just it's it's really good all the way around. I I'm a very big advocate for supporting small business, especially local business. And so you want great coffee and you don't want to pay $8 at Starbucks because it's gone up just ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I'm not even going to lie. So the last time I went to Starbucks, the coffee I used to get was $3.22. It is now, the last time I went, it was like a month ago or something, a couple of months ago. It is now like 5.50, and yep. it's just for a coffee. It's just coffee. That's all it is. There's no, like, hidden, you know, caramel crunch, whatever. It's just a coffee. It's a nice coffee, and that's it. But so that's why I like Honeybee. Is I, if I'm going to support somebody, if I'm going to throw a bunch of money at coffee, I'm going to throw it at somebody local. Just FYI. And it's uh, more affordable and the top 5% of the coffee beans in the world. That's pretty strong. I need big coffee to be not the five. So, Amanda LaFrada, are we ready for message board bingo? 
because it's an opportunity for I'm I'm nervous. I'm nervous. I'm scared. It's an opportunity for our listeners that are on board to take part as well. If you can beat me a message for bingo, if you can type in the answer before I do, then we will hook mm-hmm. you up with the prize. Mm-hmm. And you probably will win because I'm not very good at it. Yes, you will. So let's go back before we do message board bingo. Yes. There. So you asked about Amazon and how that came about. And so yeah. this is a oh, in terms Amazon of- getting yeah. Thursday night. So the way it came about was back in March of 2021. This is reported. That Viacom, CBS, that's me. Fox and Comcast, which owns NBC Universal, are paying more than two billion per year for their packages. Disney was paying around two point seven billion annually per year for like all the football, whatever. Amazon is paying a billion dollars a year just for Thursday night games. Yeah, that's how it happens, and they have plenty more to throw around. So I wouldn't be surprised if they go after SEC. No, I mean I mean I don't know how deep their pockets are, but it's stunning to have a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday night game. Monday night game brought to you by Amazon. No. No, it wouldn't be stunning. I mean that I really think that that's a, a very likely scenario. I mean, I know that the SEC is under contract with ESPN at, at the moment, but they will have to get their restructured. And if, if they want to, Amazon could be like, all right, well, this contract, here you go. I guess it was CBS that had the best thing going in terms of a relationship with the NFL and college football at the same time, right? Yeah, Probably. CBS and Fox. Because they had, they had the premier game on Thursday, or sorry, on Sunday afternoon, and they, then they had the premiere game on Saturday afternoon with SEC. Uh, Fox's timing was a little bit different coming up in the late 80s and early 90s. Um, their relationship with college football, I think, is really just beginning. I mean, that is a compliment. They've already done it for a while now with Big Ten Network, but they're, I mean, uh, I think they're continuing to grow. So, I mean, if anybody could pull it off, I would would guess maybe it would be the Fox relationship, but in the end, if you could go to one place and streamline all this, and think about that from Amazon's perspective. Uh, if they can streamline all of this to a couple of studios instead of 18 studios across the nation, yep. then their, their billion dollars might just go a billion dollars to the networks and not as much to have to provide their own stuffs. So that could be a big factor as well. It could be. Amazon, can you imagine that? Amazon from Thursday night to Sunday or to Monday evening. Yeah, I can imagine it. I don't think it's, and and, and I will tell you this, as much as I love the streaming and and all of that stuff, um, let's face it, good morning to you, uh, Culture Shock from Jackson, Mississippi. I, I will be honest with you. It is sometimes difficult just to find the show you want to watch with those way streaming set up. Am I? Do I sound like Clint Eastwood and Grand Torino get off my lawn? A little bit. I don't think it's difficult to find the show you want to watch. All you have to do is type it in. It's not for me either. I just have to call my son. 
All right, so let's go to let's go to message board bingo. Message board bingo is now, and here's the way this works: that Ava and I will try to determine who is on Amanda's list of message board bingo. So she will read off a comment on a particular uh, poster board, a message board, a website, a placard, and so then at that point. She will ask me if I can tell you exactly what team's message board that came from. I'm not very good at it. I'm the first to admit that. And you could win a hooker t-shirt if you top it in before me. I'm just going to go ahead and tell you that. It's not one of my strengths, as Amanda's still struggling to find the strength. All right, message board bingo. First to three, are we ready to go? We're ready to go. Ava is upset because someone is walking on her street. So just FYI. Give her a crack All right. Nuclear bomb has been set. From my understanding, from someone directly involved with that program, yours has been an entitled lazy POS that has the arm of a god but is way behind on the mental aspect of the game and has serious work ethic issues. He's not popular in the locker at all and Card very much is. Everyone, and I mean everyone, who, the card. Who very much is? Card. Okay. Everyone, and I mean everyone, thought Card was clearly the better player at this point in their careers. I'm not going to say it is a fact, but it sure seems like the decision was made long ago and is completely out of Sark's hands. I'm going to say that's a fan from Texas A&M talking about Texas. Yep. Whoa. One and oh. Take some of that. Yep. That is it. That's what you need. The really cocky day. Yeah. That's that's all. All right. Part two. All right. So the program simply cannot survive without my contributions. And sometimes the coaches have to be reminded. You're welcome. And I'll, I'll read another one. All right. The program simply cannot survive without my contributions. And sometimes the coaches have to be reminded. You are welcome. College NIL deals are a risk-reward for whoever offers it. Remember, NIL deals are driven by ego and desire for access. It's a bet at best. End of the day, you are a friend of the program, and that's what most of those providers want. There will always be another viewers that someone will make a similar bet to be Mr. Inside. And word from the staff, this is exactly what happened. Okay, so I think they're referring to Miles Brennan leaving. All right. The quarterback at LSU up and leaving. I'm not giving you who they're referring to. Oh, okay. I think that's who they're referring to. So, I'm going to go Texas A&M again for the double whammy. No, I've said viewers in the statement. It's Texas. Oh, viewers. I misunderstood you. All right, one and one. That's pretty good for Dave. All right, if you don't get this one, it's just I can't help you. 
All I have to say is that if we were a reasonable, rational, and calm fan base, our head coach would be Greg Schiano. There are times when it pays to be a little bit crazy. Tennessee. Yep. Two and one, feeling pretty cocky about myself. So two of them are giveaways, and one of them you missed. You got the first one, but you All missed right, the second one. Hard on that one. No, the first one was good. I said two were giveaways, and one of them you missed. So. Okay. All right, let's get to this day in sports history. It is now. And it's brought to you by our friend at Bassey Lawn and Garden, David Bassey. Not with that music. What's that? Not with that music. Not with that music. I knew the music would go away. David Bassey, Bassey Lawn and Garden, Man Alive, it's worth the drive. They've got the uh, commercial and residential zero turn mowers, lawn tractors. They've got it all up to 48 months, 3.9% for 60 months. They offer on-the-spot financing, Bassey Lawn and Garden, Man Alive. It is worth the drive. This day in sports history is now. This day in sports history. Putting things in perspective. Exclusively on Off the Hook Sports with Dave Hooker. You're so old. When you were a kid, rainbows were black and white. And Amanda LaFrada. You kids on the block just called. They wanted you as a backup dancer. All righty, Amanda LaFrada. This day in sports history. What do we got? All right. So I have two. And one's good, one's not. So in 1989, Nolan Ryan strikes out his 5,000th batter. Amazing. Good uh, These kind of numbers that we just won't see anymore. Um, it's just not going to happen because pitchers don't pitch enough, which, which I understand. So 5,000, right? 5,000. Five a lot. Okay, go right ahead. All right, and in 1994, DNA testing links O.J. Simpson to murder of Nicole Simpson and Ron Goldman, even though he got off. Yeah, so that DNA thing, um, that was kind of a big deal. <laughs> kind of made it harder to get away with stuff, didn't it? Well, you think. Yeah, there's that whole... If the glove doesn't fit, you must have quit. Yeah, my, my nights, so probably part of the reason I have insomnia is my wife loves the murder shows. And um, so, like, at about 4 a.m., I hear about some dude, 65 years old, getting carted off to jail because he did it, and they've got the DNA to prove it now, but they didn't have time. But, but that happens all the time. Yeah, I um, I watch... Well, I don't watch the murder shows, but... If you ever do decide to watch the murder shows and want the fear of God put in you, watch the show called Snapped. And it's literally about wives or girlfriends just losing their mind on their husbands and just killing them. Closest you've been to killing a significant other is? So I haven't been close to killing one. I've wanted to kill one. Like to the point where you're just laying there and they're asleep and they're snoring, and you just think, like, I could take this pillow and I could just end it. But well, that's horrific. That's not horrific. I guarantee you, every woman has thought that. I think my wife's thought that. I bet she has. 
I bet you money there's been many a time she'd like to kill you. Say that with such conviction, it scares me. Mm -hmm. I don't think that's the case. I'm, maybe I'll have a frank conversation here after the show. The thing is, is that's how you know that you either are don't want to go to jail, it's not worth it, or that you really love someone is when you have the opportunity to kill them and you don't do it. See, I always looked at it a little bit differently. Maybe I'm crazy, but I looked at it as if you valued someone else's life over yours than you truly love them. Well, yeah, obviously that. But I'm saying if you want to kill someone and you can get away with it and you know how to dispose of the body kids in the ocean, then you would, and you don't do it, then you really probably care about them. Section scares me a little bit. Uh, all right, so it is uh, game week, as I guess it's week zero, but that counts for certainly uh, something. And Vandy in Hawaii is what yeah. it's for. Yeah, Vandy in Hawaii, that's about it. Mm -hmm. And I, I tell you what, the other thing it counts for is this, uh, this whole league world series here. Um, man, does that do anything for you? I think if it did, you would call me something else. Maybe. But I don't understand the Little League World Series, how that gets so much excitement. Well, some of them end up going to the MLB and being big-time players. So it's kind of cool to look, that's like to look in, back. Like one in 10,000. I, mean, yeah, I saw – it's less than that, I think. But I saw um, – one that was like favorite actress or something. Did you see that? No, I saw the uh, I saw the kid being a kid. Now this is a couple weeks ago, but he accidentally yeah. hit a kid in the head, and so the kid goes down to first base, and the the pitcher's crying. Did you see that? Yes. Yeah, and uh, I don't know. I mean, call me crazy, but shoving a camera and face of a kid who's crying for ratings just doesn't seem like the way to go. I mean, no, but you gotta do something to save it. I mean, this is you're getting nothing right now. Was I mean, that kid soft? August. Was that kid soft that cried on the mound? Was he soft for crying? Yeah, for hitting the kid in the head. Seen a kid get I don't know if he was really crying because he hit the kid in the head and he hurt the kid or he felt like he might have hurt the kid or if he was crying because he hit the head, the kid in the head and he got to first base. Oh, so you just think he was just crying over the base? He might have been crying that he gave up a base. Like well, he, they exchanged a little hug. Maybe he said something to the effect of, if I would have just killed you, you wouldn't be on first base. No, because that's nationally televised. Don't kill someone on national television. Well, I'm just it. I don't like that. It is my least favorite televised sporting event. I, I think it's cool. I mean, I I think it's cool to be earlier. You didn't say it was that cool. No, I just said it's 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 not great to watch, but I think it's cool for the kid. Like you're 12 and you're on ESPN. I mean, that's I think that's cool. You know. Hey, I'm on ESPN. Check me out. You know, whatever. But the one kid had like an actress name or whatever, and it was like a. 
I was an adult actress star. Can you Apparently. Her, can you say her name? I don't know what it. I don't know who it was, but it was like this kid's uh, movie choices. Somebody tweeted it out, so maybe they put like her name over, like photoshopped it in or whatever. That's possible, but I was just like, wow. Okay. Yeah, so a little leaguer did indeed. Now, wait, this is going back to 2018. Okay, so maybe that's it. What I'm seeing is he did listed, listed. I, I'm not familiar with this man's work, Johnny Sins, as his favorite actor. No, it was somebody this year. It was somebody like it was a girl. Uh, yeah, we're gonna have to do. Some more research. I can't go in front of Johnny Sins. That's what I got for 2018. I don't have much more than that. Um, Johnny Sins, I'm sure, has cleaned up his life by now. It's been five years. I don't know who that is. I don't either. But I'm sure he's done a great job of turning himself around. There's no question in my mind. So, off the sports uh, today. We will have the latest from Tennessee's uh, practice. Not a lot going on. It's a very light day, but we will have interviews with Jacob Warren, who should be a good guy to talk to. And uh, as this offense continues to jail, and also Cooper Mays, we will have interviews uh, that we got yesterday with Jabari Davis, former ball, and also Latrell Bumpus, who was nice enough to join us. And you know, Latrell is a guy who this is kind of it for him. He's suffered an awful lot of injuries. So is he able to right the ship and have a strong end to his, his career? You certainly hope so. You would hate for nagging injuries to get in the way. But you know, this Tennessee football team, the 800-pound elephant in the corner still is, is Brew McCoy. And with each day that passes, Amanda can go and do people want to fake videos about whether or not he's eligible, but with each day that passes, the more difficult it is for him to have a major impact in the opener on a week from Thursday night. That's going to be incredibly difficult if he doesn't get to be a big part of the game. Plan. But, yeah, so if you're a Tennessee fan, you can just hit up that you know, sports information directory at USC. And, hey, that's not no, a I'm kidding. Don't do that. Don't do that. Please don't do that. It's not the worst idea. No, it is the worst idea. Don't do that. You'd seem insane if you do that. Yeah, give you a little taste of what Tennessee fans are all about. So tomorrow on the program, we have a, a brand new edition of the staff we're looking forward to. I want to take a second here, if I may, and if you would indulge me. Um, so uh, with uh, all that we're doing in off-the-hook sports, uh, I cannot begin to say uh, – but thank you and uh, how appreciative I am of one Amanda LaPrada, who does way more behind the scenes than you could ever imagine, but does an incredible job on the scene as well. So I'm very, very blessed and want to say thank you as big things continue to happen. It wouldn't be without Amanda LaPrada. I'm Dave Booker. Have a fantastic day, everyone. This is a presentation of Off the